from the nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west weekly behind the masks college hockey west weekly is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue the best in barbecue las vegas style the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group Search Rudd at redbubble.com and let us create a unique gift for you or someone special. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at SpaghettiShack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at Liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. At JetsPizza.com, discover all of our signature pizzas. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the nchc.tv studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere you may be joining us tonight on the Podbean app. It's Tuesday night, which means it is time for College Hockey West Weekly. It's the podcast that got us all started four or five some years ago now. Scott Strandy with you tonight just outside of Phoenix, Arizona in beautiful Maricopa with the Caesars Hotel, Resort, Casino, and all the good things that go along with it. My co-host, as always, doesn't have to even leave the basement. He's got the estate. He's got all the good things you could imagine in the estate. So he just spends his time in the basement. Paul Hornstein, how are you? Where's the estate? Oh, <laughs> You're still looking for that, huh? Yeah, I, you, I keep hearing about this thing, but <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Well, get on the Long Island Distressway from from Manhattan. That's not happening. And come come this come that way, uh, and head out on the island, and you'll come to it. You'll see the estate. The guards will probably steer you away from the front gates, but that happens. You know, you get close. Maybe well, you can snap pictures I... from the corner or something. I, I don't Are know. Are you on the corner? Is the estate on the corner or does it have the, the entire block? I don't know. Where's the estate? Oh. <laughs> anyway, how are things on the island today? Oh, no, they're good. I mean, it's not snowing and it's not raining. So I am just uh, would like a little bit of sunshine so my solar-powered backyard <laughs> light works. Oh, that's it, just for the backyard light. <laughs> well, I thought maybe just uh, some vitamin D for your own well-being well, too. But yeah, that goes without saying. I I can't. I'm done with this. <laughs> I am just done. Well, in Arizona, there's plenty of sunshine. Um, so you've been yeah, told. That's what I've been told, and that's what uh, uh, I saw a video. So there's that too. Well, hold on a minute. You saw a video. Oh, apparently, you know? some of the some of the hockey players were rollerblading across campus today. Yeah, or tonight. <laughs> tonight. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's good for them as long as they don't get hurt, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like somebody rollerblading in and getting hurt. My son no, did no. that the other day, or well, a couple months ago now. Which okay, well that sucks, but yeah, Stefan um, rolling down the uh, rolling down the. Uh, Parkway by the Tempe Town Lake, which you still don't know exists. Nope. <laughs> anyway, uh, somebody got in front of him uh, on a scooter or a bike or something, and he had to take the uh, take the rocks, in other words, uh, to avoid hitting somebody, and done himself up pretty good. But mm. he's tough. He recovered, got back on the horse. Well, yeah, I get that. Um... Or the rollerblades in this case. Right, it's, and it's not like uh, the guys could be skating out there today because apparently um, the next couple of days is an Arizona high school hockey tournament. Hmm. I did I did not know that. I did, so they're playing at Mullet? Yeah, I don't know. I assume they're playing in the the, the, the other rink. 
spot. So why couldn't the guy skate? I don't know. Maybe because well, apparently there's four games, so maybe there is a game in the main rink. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, I I haven't checked into it. Maybe I should have. Yeah. Anyway. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I okay. Go by what I see. I yeah, and that's scary. What you that's see. True. That's true. Very true. <laughs> well, here's what I see. I see tonight we're going to preview another uh, weekend, upcoming weekend of unbelievable matchups. I mean, they just continue on and continue on. Um, I do want to revisit a little bit last night, Paul, about the, the polls. I'll stay out of the pairwise. I won't yell and scream. I promise I'll, I'll control myself. But I want to go back to the polls a little bit just because um, there's some teams there. Uh, you know, like I said last night, I think – one through eight, yeah, they're locks. Somewhere along the way, they're going to be in the tournament. But nine through 16 is really up for grabs. And uh, I think it's worth revisiting a little bit. But we'll start tonight by talking about the NCHC Players of the Month. Um, I don't know if you look this closely on it on the nchc.com website, nchchockey.com website. Well, there's two Pardon? different ones. There's the regular conference website and yeah. there's the nchc.tv website. Yeah, I'm looking at the nchchockey.com website. Okay. And um, there's three guys on there, a player, a rookie, and a goaltender. Two of them yeah. are from the Colorado College Tigers. Please don't. It's, and one of them embarrassing. is from Phoenix, Arizona. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, well, this is the best conference in college hockey. I, I think almost everybody in the country agrees. They may do no. so reluctantly in some places, but goodness gracious. And you got two Tigers. Uh, I said Tigers. And yeah. and Jake Livinovich from Phoenix, Johnny yeah, Walker's half brother. I mean, North Dakota. Yeah. I mean, a rookie. That, remember when, when we were wondering if Jake is going to get any playing time? Uh, start of the year, I said, Gee, I wonder if he's going to make this lineup. Not only has he made the lineup, Paul, he's a he's a cog in the power play that is North Dakota. And um, to to earn Rookie of the Year honors in January, that means they started in October, November, December. So in the fourth month uh, of his college career, he's been named the Player of the Month, the Rookie of the Month. That's saying something, isn't it? Well, I, I think so. I mean, you know, you, you always wonder about a freshman, right? Uh, and you, you especially worry about a freshman playing at a place like North Dakota where the expectation levels are always so high. Um, and coming in to a team that uh, was bringing in a bunch of transfers itself on top of the freshman. There were a lot, a lot of new players coming into this to the system. So how would everybody, you know, work out? You know, at least the older players, you know, have a track record, right? The freshmen do not. So yeah, good point. And and North Dakota rebuilt their whole defensive core, <laughs> pretty much. They're all newbies, um, in one yeah. way or another, to right. North Dakota. Um, the other thing is, I'm going to throw a name that he reminds me of. I don't know if you'll know this name because oh it's from God. a while back. But oh, at the University of North Dakota, he uh, he reminds me a lot of a guy named Robbie Bina. Um, does that name ring a bell to you at all? Say it again. Robbie Bina. B-I-N-A. No, it, it doesn't. Okay. Robbie I'll played. Have keep, I'll have to look him up. Robbie played back. Jeez, um, I don't know. I want to say him the T.J. Oshie. Jonathan Taves era back in 2005 to eight, somewhere in there. But same skill set, undersized, but really good at moving the puck. And um, Robbie suffered a pretty serious injury, a, a fractured neck um, at one point and recovered and, and came on and came back. So um, he, he's tough. But I worried that about Jake because Jake is definitely undersized. And, uh, you know, um, when I talked to his skating coach, Boris Dorzenko, Boris always told me, he said, if and when Jake gets bigger, he's going to be a really good hockey player. I'm not even going to say what he told me, but he said he's the best skating player I've ever had. 
and he said Austin Matthews, and he said a number of other really talented hockey players, and he said, Jake's the best I've had. All He's right, just well. undersized. <sighs> yeah, and, you know, I mean, it does make you, you know, as you advance, it does make you have to be at a higher level to get noticed and, and to get, um, you know, to, to get a, a fair chance because as you know, these, these, these players, you know, the, these organizations, you know, you have to be an exceptionally quick, fast skater to be able to be a little bit quote unquote smaller than the computer model likes. Well, and Brad Berry told me this uh, when I spoke to him a couple of times uh, this year. He said the one thing he liked about Jake was his hockey sense and his ability to make plays, but more importantly, his ability to anticipate plays. And he said, he told me way back in September, he said, I'm going to put him on the power play. He's going to start on uh, PP2 and then see where it goes. But I think he can be a real catalyst. And I think based on what Jake's done to this point, He's earning more and more time on that power play. I think he's on PP1 now, and uh, he moves the puck extremely well, but he sees the play in advance. And, um, you know, his half-brother Johnny Walker was pretty darn good at seeing the play in advance as well and finding the right spots and then using that sniper shot that he had. Um, Jake admitted to me, too. He goes, I'm not going to score anywhere near like Johnny did. But he said, if I can, uh, if I can continue to improve and get to the next level, and maybe him and I can play at the in, in the pros one day somewhere, that would be unbelievable. So, I'm sure, they would both like that. Yeah, congratulations to Jake on the improvements and uh, getting there. So he's the rookie of the month. Right. Um, here's one of your favorite players, Noah Laba. Um, you wish he wasn't drafted by your favorite team in New York, but. Um, Boy, has Noah Laba progressed and gotten better and better and better. He's the epitome, Paul, of the Colorado College Tigers. You have to understand how much that makes me not want to talk about this team. <laughs> um, no, he scores big goals. Um, he, he drives and that he's a big physical player especially for the college level, and he drives a net. And, you know, he does that. It's just more noticeable, obviously, in the three-on-three because there's more space. He gets those overtime goals. He's got like four or five of them already this year. Um, and, you know, you you, you got to love the guy that, that comes up in big spots. Not only comes up in big spots, but cherishes and relishes the big spots. That's what Noah Laba I've seen in the last year and a half so far um, of his college career. He's grown into that role. Last year, I think he wanted to be that role and wanted to be that player, but he just wasn't. And now I think he wants to be the guy that is out there on three and three. He wants to be the guy with the puck on his stick when the game matters most. But on top of that, Paul, he's become more and more of a complete player. He pressures um, really tough in the uh, in the offensive zone. He he doesn't let players get any speed on him, and his physical size makes it really hard for people to get around him. Quite simply, so we have a four-checking forward who can score. Uh, that's a pretty good recipe for uh, college hockey and beyond. Yeah, I would say so. You know, I would, I would have to, uh, you know, agree with you there. I mean, you know, this is, you know, these are the guys that, that, you know, the, again, win hockey games, right? I mean, you know, he's six one, one hundred and eighty. He'll probably put on fifteen pounds or so by the time he's done leaving CC. Um, you know, probably after next year. You know, um, uh, Chris Mayotte is throwing darts at you right now. 
Leave well, him. I don't, I don't want him to leave. leave I want him, him to stay. CC. Leave him at CC. I'm all for that. Let him stay there another <laughs> two more years. You just don't want him to go to Manhattan. If he can steal, if he can steal another COVID year, stay there then too. <laughs> don't let just don't let him go to Manhattan. Am I correct? I didn't say that. You did. Okay. <laughs> I could just see the thinking bubbles coming through the phone, and wow. and I knew that was what you were thinking. So. So anyway, Noah Lava, the player of the month for January in the NCHC, the best and greatest conference in all of hockey, college hockey. That leaves us with the goaltender. You know who I'm talking about. Caden, the sponge, and Barrico, the Colorado College Tigers. Oh, we're done here. Two Tigers. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Two Tigers. Two Tigers get player of the month. Come on. Tell me about Caden and Barrico. How what good about? is Caden Embarico, and has he just about got to the point where Paul Hornstein says, yeah, he's in the conversation for the rector? Um, he won't be. He won't be? He won't be in the conversation? Too many goalies ahead of him, but I think he's the best goalie in this conference. Which is the best conference to call hockey. Yeah, but, you know, again, not – to repeat myself, because we said I said a lot of this last night. You know, it just is. You know, is is it right? Do, do I think that he should get more consideration than he probably will get? Uh, you know, they come out with those first lists, and there's 95 guys on it. So, yeah, huh? it's, it's, That's, it's, okay. it's hard to him not to be on. So it. let me ask you this: When they whittle that list down, how, how long will it take till he's off the list? In your estimation, what are they? What are they? How do they whittle it down? What numbers are they whittle it down to? I don't know. I'm I, I'm guessing maybe a dozen, and then maybe down to the final three. All right. Well, he'll probably be in the last dozen. I don't think he'll be in the final three. Who's going to be in the final three? Then I'm curious now. At this moment in time, no. If you're asking me now, no. The end of the year, who's going to be in the final three? What I'm asking is, are you asking me that question right now? I'm about, asking you right now to based tell on me that, based on based on, on who's playing, their pedigree, their team. Who do you think right now will be the final three for the Richter in April? Uh, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. I would sit here and tell you. That Jacob Fowler will probably be one. Still listening. Okay. Um, Go ahead, Zed. Ryan Ryan Bischel might be another. Hmm. That's an interesting name. Okay. Notre Dame. Not a chance. And, uh, you know, depending on where they finish up, uh, you might get Vinny DePlessis, who's a senior at Quinnipiac, the defending national champions. Is that right? I don't know. Did I just hear you name three and not name Trey Augustine? Well, he might be there, but the numbers don't necessarily have it be there right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to put my bid in. You know that you know that you know that it goes by numbers. I'm going to put my bid in. Not everybody for one Caden Embarico to be in the top three. Will he win the award this year? I don't know. It's hard to say because it it is a popularity poll, so to speak. And unless Colorado College is playing in the Frozen Four, um, which they might be, um, I don't think Caden's going to get the respect that he deserves. But um, you know what? When you look at the number of weeks and the number of months he's been player of the month in the best conference of college hockey, when you look at his overall numbers, when you look at the um, inexperience playing in front of him, holy cow, you got to give this guy a lot, a lot of consideration because when you put it all together, he's, uh, he's pretty much the complete and total package. Well, listen, I'm not questioning whether or not he would be legitimately deserved to be there or not in that final three. 
Um, you just kind of asked me who I thought would be in the final three and would he be in it. And, I mean, I don't know when the deadlines are, but I guess, I mean, you know, if CC continues to win and maybe gets into that upper echelon of the pairwise, your favorite thing to talk about, and, you know, if CC gets more exposure, is it possible? Yeah, I just don't see it. Not because he's not good enough. Okay. It's just the exposure. Fair enough. I think he's got an uphill battle in the exposure part, too. But if people listen to the podcast, our three podcasts, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, right. they will know just how good one Caden and Barico is for the Colorado College Tigers. Anyway, <sighs> let's, let's move on. Wait, wait, the- wait. We have one more. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh, one more. One more. Um, we have to congratulate the editor of the month. Okay. You sent, me that, you, sent me that, you sent me that video <laughs> of a mic'd up. Who was the editor of the month, by the way? Do you know I don't, who I don't know. Whoever it was, in the, whoever it was in, in the Lindenwood social media department. <laughs> who, who had Rick Zabo mic'd up? Um, you know we don't use no a lot of. He needed therapy. I didn't know he was going to be mic'd up. That's why no, he we, needed therapy from us last week. I, I guess I, we we you know we don't use a lot of uh, you won't, you know language, and, and he's one of the few that comes on here and does whatever. You know, I'm not I'm not. Rick is a straight it. shooter. Let's just put it that way. Right. No, I, like I said, I'm not offended by it, but he does occasionally use a four-letter word or two. Not the really bad ones, but well, well he, he, does he kept use using it. one in this little clip. That was a blatant call. That was a blatant call. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> but to find, to, 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 to find as much footage without the salty language, that that's a heck of a job right there. That is, whoever did that, that's a heck of a job. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Coach. That was a great weekend. Uh, you got yeah. your point across to you guys, I think, and we'll find out this weekend when they arrive in Tempe, Arizona, just how much that uh, that weekend carried over for Lindenwood. So good stuff, yeah. The editor and, of the and, month. And, 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 and listen, I'd like to uh, – get more of that to be honest you know you, rick is a big personality you want rick you want frank <laughs> yes yes you want them all listen, mic'd I, up listen oh, if yeah. i can't if i can't get them sitting in a room to do a podcast then let's get them mic'd up and let's go well you know what uh we may be able to shoot for for minneapolis minnesota um for our saint paul minnesota during the Frozen Four to get those guys together. They're all going to be there. You know they're going to be there. So you might as well grab them together, put them in a hotel room or something, and and let's record one. Yeah, that's a bucket list. That's a bucket list podcast right there. I'll let them know. I'll let them know that that's on your bucket list. That is is a bucket list podcast right there. The two, the Seratory (laughs) brothers, Rick Zombo. um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the, the, the... the room could handle more than that, but what well, you know, um, Frank told us the last time we had him on that um, over the holidays, Bob Motzko, Tom Seratori, and Frank Seratori all got together, go. and there that was quite some time. There um, you go. I think you might need to bring Mike Hastings into the conversations. Well, um, we only have so many microphones. Bring Barney Rubble in. <laughs> only have so many microphones here. <laughs> I know we'll, we'll figure it out, but I, I think I think Derek Schooley, I think Frank, I think Tom, and maybe Mike Hastings. Uh, that would be a good foursome to start off with. Oh, whatever, <laughs> just let's let's go. I mean, that's like I said. You know what my bucket Why list? Could be a two-parter, maybe a three-parter. Oh God, you get enough material for it to be like take us across the whole summer. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, so anyway. 
Holy smokes. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I, I totally forgotten about that. That's a good one. Editor of the month. We'll figure out who that is. Well, yeah, I, whoever it is, in, like I said, in the Lindenwood social media department, you know, I mean, that was that was good stuff. Yeah. I, I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> behind the scenes. Behind the scenes and behind the bench. Yeah, because, you know, you don't always get a good feel. You know, you've, you've heard, you know, you, you, you've heard plenty of video of players being mic'd up. Uh, plenty of video of, I mean, eventually of, of baseball managers and NFL coaches. But you don't get a lot of hockey coaches mic'd up. Nope. Nope, you certainly don't. So, um, so I'd be down for that. Okay. Good stuff. I'll put it on the bucket list for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, th- this is also kind of a rare weekend because we cover uh, four of the NCHC teams closely, even though there's going to be nine stars. Nine we cover stars, four man. of them right now. Um, and this weekend, all four of them will be playing opposing teams that we don't cover in the NCHC. So it's kind of unusual. I thought we need to break into this a little bit and talk about these matchups. So, um, be cloned. <laughs> yeah, let's go from right here. North Dakota taking on Miami in Miami, um, at Miami, I should say, Ohio, Oxford, Ohio. Oxford. Um, the, uh, North Dakota fighting series came off of a big emotional win, knocking off Denver twice in Grand Forks at the Ralph. Where? Yeah, you know. Uh, the Ralph Angleset Arena. You know, oh, the Ralph. Okay. The Ralph. Um, so anyway, um, North Dakota travels to Miami. Paul Hornstein, as you look at this weekend on a Tuesday night, games are Friday, Saturday, do you see a potential trap game or two for North Dakota who may have a little bit of an emotional letdown, certainly on Friday night? Uh, could. Could be. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, next week um, they're off North Dakota. So, I mean, anything is, you know, so maybe they're looking ahead to get some time off. You know, maybe they're looking ahead, you know, just, you know, because they just the emotional aspect of things in terms of, you know, putting some distance between them and Denver. You know, uh, this, this, uh, I certainly would be worried about the Friday game, but all coaches worry about every game. So, um, I'd have to think back and I can't, I can't remember. We know that certain teams have certain teams numbers. I don't think that's a North Dakota, Miami situation, but again, you're on the road. And you just came off a big emotional series. You're not only on the road, but you're coming off of a big emotional series, and your goaltender now at the University of North Dakota is going back to where he started his college career and played for, what, three years, Paul? Yeah, so that'll be a very interesting – I'm sure that storyline will be hot and heavy. I'm sure it's hot and heavy right now. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Ludwig Pearson going back to Miami as a part of the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Um, I realized you didn't get that right. The last, you screwed that up the last time. Did I? Did I say fighting Sue? Yeah. You, you okay. just went right through it. Like, you know, you, it's okay. just, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm just letting you know that you did it. That's all. Okay. Uh, well, it's recorded, so it'll show up yeah. somewhere. Anyway, it's fighting Hawks. Right. Travel to Oxford. Um, here's what I think. I thought about it because I brought it up to you a couple of days ago. I said, you think North Dakota might have a letdown? And after thinking about it and thinking about this roster and thinking about Brad Berry and the coaching staff, um, I don't think they will. I think they're going to come out and put the hammer down on Miami. Maybe. And I just feel like they've had enough time now to gel as a team and to gain confidence in each other. And I think they're ready just to put the hammer down. And, boy, that's going to be a rough go for NCHC teams if they're at that pace because I think we all agreed at the beginning of the year if they came together, they were going to be an extremely tough opponent. All right, um, but they're still human and they still have off weeks. Yeah, I get it. Just... But, but the more you come together as a team, 
and the longer you play together, the less those blips on the radar. Oh, I appear. listen. I get it. You just can't be at a at a at a, uh, a ramped up level, uh, a steady ramped up level every week. So it's just you know when 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 you make the mistake, does Miami make you pay? If they don't, then you're good. If they do, then you're done. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, North Dakota at Miami. Let's take uh, let's take one more. Okay. And then we'll take our break, and then we'll come back and dig into the rest. Um, the next one to look at is Minnesota Duluth at Omaha. I know you like to call my Bulldogs the vampires. Paul, they are starting to put it together. Gee, that's <laughs> and, a shocker. And when oh. when it comes down when it comes down to playoff time, I don't think you want to play Minnesota Duluth either. Um, but Omaha has the raw talent and the ability and the coaching. They have they they can take it and go with it. They're playing at home, but will the Bulldogs have enough to uh, get a split? Maybe get a sweep at Omaha, or is Omaha going to put the hammer down this time? Well, I think if you're Omaha, this is your chance to get back into the race, so to speak, for that first-round home ice. Uh, I think if you're Omaha, you're going to play a little desperate this weekend because you need six points. Yep, totally agree with you. You need five for sure. And you got to beat the goaltender at Minnesota Duluth because he's starting to come on a little bit. You know, I mean, Mr. Skatesville. I mean, you're sitting there, and 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 yeah, he is. You know, his, uh, you know, he's still in the upper half in the in the country. He's got a two point five goals against average and a nine one five save percentage. I mean, you know. The team in front of him is not as good as they've been in the past. Paul, I think you know, they lost uh, too many guys. Yeah, they probably did. I think they lost know. a half dozen, and that's too many. Yeah, I mean, uh, and again, you look at their schedule, and you look at uh, against home for Omaha, losing in overtime. Home at Miami, overtime. Uh Northeastern uh, at the Desert Classic, overtime. Uh, home for CC, overtime, overtime. And home for Miami last weekend, overtime. So it's just the amount of I, – I, I don't have the number in front of me, but this has got to be some kind of a record year for overtime games. Has to be. One word for you, my friend, parity. Parity you know. leads to overtime. P-A-R-I-T-Y or P-A-R-O-D-Y? No, parity. Oh. <laughs> good one, though. Nice try. <laughs> anyway, uh, so your thoughts. Minnesota Duluth or Omaha, who, who do you think is going to come out on this one? I think Omaha at home is, like I said, they're desperate. They, 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 if they're going to get back into this thing, they need at least five points this weekend. Okay. We'll leave it at that. We'll jump back into the NCHC in just a couple minutes. We got to uh, get some of our partners into the game, and um, and we'll be right back. Let's do that. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. 
ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Coming to you from the NCHC.tv studios. ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. Indeed it is College Hockey West Weekly. It's our Tuesday night staple. Scott Strandy with you tonight outside of Phoenix, Arizona, in beautiful Maricopa, the home of the Caesars Resort, uh, Harris Auction. Let's call it that. Well, it's called it really is. It's Harris Auction Casino Resort. Um, you name it. It's all here. They got us on the third floor. Um, I, I don't know if it's a hint or not, but it's, right down the hall from the uh, fitness center. So I don't know if that's a hint from the folks at Harris or uh, just a uh, coincidence. But anyway, uh, I haven't tried it. I'm not even going to ask <laughs> you to say that again. <laughs> say what again? I, 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 I can't say it. So I, Harris Akchen? What? Yeah, Harris Akchen. It's the Akchen Indian community, oh. Indian reservation. Okay. So it's Harris. Well, no, okay, you were just Ak-chen. saying it so fast you made it all one word. That's how it's supposed to be said. Harris Akchen. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay, Mr. New Yorker. Paul Hornstein, about... back with me from the uh, the big estate out on uh, Long Island, New York. Where? Uh, yeah, you know. You know, Long Island, New York, the that home of big estates. You know, oh, when my. you just keep traveling out the island, you keep running into them. And then there's this one next to the Bug Botanical Garden that yeah. stands out. It just yeah. lets you know out, this right. is a yeah. place to be. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got through North Dakota and Omaha's matchups. Now it's the Denver Pioneers. They're at home with Western Michigan. I think there's two teams here that are really unhappy with themselves and each other this weekend. And, oh, my goodness, Denver kind of needs to win if they want to – they're a lot like Omaha. If they want to win the uh, Penrose Cup, they got to get six points this weekend at home against Western. If they do that, Paul, that puts Western in a real pickle, doesn't it? I think this weekend we're going to find out a lot about – the two teams in this league that um, I still have my doubts on. Not that I don't think they're okay teams. I I just don't think they're as good as their rankings are. They're pairwise. Computer or other computer or otherwise. Pairwise. Computer or otherwise. Okay. So Western Michigan um, at Denver. I could be wrong. Um, Who gets again, it done this weekend? Um, I I gotta think Denver comes out angry. You don't think Western Michigan is angry getting beat twice in overtime at home? Yeah, but you're, not, you're not playing at home this weekend. You're playing on the road. Okay. And I'm sure that I'm sure they're not happy either. But again, they're not playing at home. And you know what I miss most about being in Colorado during the hockey season is. I don't get to see that Tuesday practice or media session because that gives me a real feel for how David Carl feels, how the players feel. Uh, I can kind of see their body language and how they they speak to me on the questions I ask. So I I miss that part of it, but I can't be everywhere. So I'm going to say that Denver is going to come out and get a sweep. And if they do, boy, Western Michigan – Wow, they got a lot of work to do then. 
Yeah, I mean that would that if 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 that happens, if you're correct, and God help us all, if you are. <laughs> what? You want me to talk about the Mets winning the World Series again or something? Well, no, because if you're I'll, I'll Giants winning the, the Super Bowl it. next year, no, just never hear that ain't happening either. <laughs> you can't. See, it doesn't work that way. You can't say that. Islanders win the cup. Yeah, again, you can't say oh, those kinds of things. Darn it. It doesn't work if you do it on purpose. Um, okay, I'll just save it to catch you by surprise. But, um, no, uh, you know, Denver can put a big crimp in Western Michigan's hopes to host the first round. Yep. Not only that, but they can put a crimp in their opportunity to give them that large if they don't win the frozen faceoff. Well, yeah, well, that too. I mean, you know, right now, and I've, and I've kind of said this, right? St. Cloud and Western are kind of slipping down in the pairwise. Right now they're 13 and 14. That would be hard to make the tournament. You know, well, certainly if you're putting yourself on edge there. Yep. Knowing that, that just ask the Fairbanks Nanooks. You know, knowing that right now there are two bids that have to go to team to to conferences that don't have a team in the top sixteen. Yep. Okay. okay. So um, you're you're thinking Denver gets a sweep? Or what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking Denver comes out angry, and I, I I don't see it being necessarily a good week. Uh, for the Broncos in Magnus Arena. All right, fair enough. Whether or not that translates into wins or not, or how it, I don't know. 60 degrees, by the way, in Denver today. Um, so let's slide down I-25 to Colorado Springs and the home of the Colorado College Tigers, who will be playing host for a weekend series to the St. Cloud State Huskies. Colorado College coming off of a big weekend series, as forementioned at Western Michigan. Now, what does St. Cloud State bring? And does St. Cloud State realize what they're going into in the Tigers' den? Really? You okay? You okay? Uh, yeah, I just I, I have to like <laughs> clear my head from your Peter likes it. nonsense. Yeah, Peter and Peter and Coach Mayot, they like it. Eh, I doubt it, but you know, hey, um, you know, this is the start of four games on the road for St. Cloud. You know, will they get continue to get the the? the the scoring they've been getting from, you know, their older guys, you know, five of their, four of their top five scores, as you would expect, some of them anyway, right? Um, seniors and grad students, Dylan Anhorn, you expect to be at the top of the list. Vidi uh, Mietnin, you also expect to be at the top of the list. Uh, Zach Okabe, again, grad students. Grad student, uh, grad student, senior grad student, uh, Kyler Kupka uh, is in there. He's the fourth grad student or senior in the top five. Um, I, you know, they're, you know, it, it, what's going to happen on the power play? Special teams will be, this is like a playoff weekend and you are going to have a special teams battle that really will decide this. Uh, Western Michigan is very good on the power play. Western Michigan? We're talking St. Cloud and Colorado. Oh, St. Cloud, I'm sorry. sorry. St. <laughs> um, Cloud is good on the power play. And we know that CC is definitely not. Well, let me let me throw this into the equation. Should this go with a North Dakota sweep, an Omaha sweep, a 
a Denver sweep, and dare we say a Colorado College sweep. That means Western Michigan and St. Cloud State are both fighting for their lives in the pairwise and for home ice right. in the uh, NCHC playoff. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, again, you know, I mean, it's it's just it's going to be. Yeah, but Paul, it, it's February second. It's not March second. No, I know. So I, I if you're that. fighting for it now, and I don't want to look too far ahead because nobody does. No, because it's about well, right right now. It's about first round home ice. But but let me tell you, next weekend's matchups: Omaha at Western, St. Cloud at Miami. Um, then both uh, Western and St. Cloud will get a, their weekend off. Um, because you know, North Dakota, Colorado College, Denver, Minnesota, Duluth are all fighting for me to be at their game for my birthday. They all want to host me. That's what I've been told. So anyway, that comes up on the 17th of February. Then you look at the following weekend, 23rd and 24th of February. This could be the decider right here. Western Michigan at St. Cloud State. Your thoughts on that one? Could it come that early, Paul? You're muted. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I was taking a drink and I didn't want to. Um, again, you know, you're sitting there and and that could be a week to stay in the top spots for the pairwise when it gets to that Miami, I mean, to the Western and St. Cloud. You know, depending on how this goes. I'm just, again, uh, they, they have continued to fool me at this point. We, we, we looked at their schedule coming up in the second half, and we, we knew that that, that, that this was going to be the situation for them. And as of right now, it's kind of come to fruition that way. So we'll see. Okay, fair enough. Um, I just think it's an interesting schedule down the stretch with the way the teams are playing and who they play and when they play them. And that, I said that a lot this year from the very beginning. It's, it's not only about how good the teams are and who they're playing. It's when they play them. And I think still, I'll say this till the very end of the season, Colorado College has got a really nice schedule this year. Um, as far as when they play teams and where they play teams. And I think it's helped them progress this year. And I think they're still the dark horse to surprise a lot of teams. There's a lot of games left for them to make up. A lot. And um, they're, they're playing pretty solid right now. So I, I think that's, uh, that's going to be huge. But, um, you know, and also this year, we're going to go into March 8th and 9th before we finish off the NCHC regular season. Right. So they're not even going to get into playoffs until after the ninth. Yeah, I playoffs. said playoffs. Yeah. You know why? Because you play to win the game. Two coaches, one, one shot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, another big matchup right here in my backyard in uh, Tempe, Arizona, Mullet Arena. People say big matchup, really? You look at where where they are in the pairwise well, it's a playoff Both game arizona state and lindenwood but again game. it's target on your back which makes it a playoff series playoff right game. playoff game yep. every game for asu is a playoff game right now from now until the end of the year yeah you have the next, basically next time they lose their season might be over probably so and that would be that would be should they go undefeated the rest of the regular season and no should they get into the ncaa tournament uh, then we know it's a one and done. So, yeah, every game from this point out is the next time you lose, your season's probably over. Yeah, well, at least as far as winning a championship is concerned. What What does that say for for um, Lindenwood and their aspirations right now? Are they going to come in with more fire, Paul, after what happened this weekend uh, with their sweep of, uh, of um, Stonehill? 
Yeah, Stonehill. Excuse uh, me. Again, there is none so free as one with nothing to lose. Yep. Boy, is that the truth? So. Is that the truth? Uh, so that'll be interesting. So that series, uh, your gut. What does your gut tell you? Not what your your blood veins tell you with that maroon and gold running through them so strong. What does your gut tell you this weekend, Paul? Um, it tells me that uh, it'll probably be nicer and warmer than it is here. <laughs> nice escape. Nice escape. Who are you more afraid of? Your alma mater and all, all those people or or the one uh, Rick Zombo? What the hell are you talking about? You can't pick between these two. So... Um, are you more nervous? I don't, I don't make. Are you nervous about Rick picking against him, or nervous about uh, the alma mater? Uh, I only know that uh, <laughs> as we speak right now on January thirtieth at ten thirty Eastern time, um, BU got screwed tonight by the officials in overtime uh, with Northeastern. Okay, stop, stop! You just cut yourself out of this one because now I got to know because I wasn't watching it. What the heck happened? How did the officials screw them out of it? Well, BC, uh, BU comes back to tie the game. Okay. Down three to one, come back to tie the game. Okay. Uh, in overtime, the first two and a half minutes go by, and the okay. puck is not even out of the Northeastern zone. Or okay. it doesn't, hasn't even been in the BU zone. Um, the puck comes out of the Northeastern zone, um, and BU goes to make a change. And they, they they got called for too many men on the ice, and it was a very weak call, very weak. Um, the 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 guys, there was no the puck wasn't anywhere near the bench, and I've seen a lot worse get let go, a lot worse. You know, BU got screwed. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, yeah, so you escaped. So you're not going to tell us who you feel is going to come out on top this weekend between your alma mater and the Lindenwood Lions. Um, Princeton beat Army in overtime <laughs> as well tonight, 4-3. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. Oh, anyway, um, you know. who, who's let, – let's, let's put the pause on Lindenwood – and uh, ASU. How, you feel more comfortable if we talk about Augustana. Who do they have this weekend, Paul? Uh, well, you know, the the Vikings opened up their new building. Uh, it did not go as well as they would like to have. You know, um, but I'm sure that they will get it taken care of sooner than later, but they are on the road at Bemidji. Coach Rab. weekend. Going up against Tommy Saratori. Yeah. So, I can call him Rabs. He said, yeah, you can call me Rabs. <sighs> anyway. Okay, so what do you think there? They get it back on track at Bemidji? Do you know where Bemidji is yet? Uh, somewhere in Minnesota, right? It's somewhere between what two big cities? One's in North Gold. Dakota. I have no idea. Okay, it's between Grand Forks right. and Duluth. Okay. Right on Highway 2. You just okay. take Highway 2 between the two, and you go right through Bemidji. Okay. Can you remember that? Till no. the next time. It'll no. be a quiz. No. There'll be a quiz coming up on it. Anyway. Well, then I'm going to tell you right now I'm going to fail, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, but you just got professional development. There's no way you can fail after a day of professional development. Oh, and... yeah, no way. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's where Augustana is at. How about our uh, Air Force Falcons? They're making a trip your neck of the woods, kind of. They're going east. Well, it would be hard for them to go much further west. <laughs> Not in their conference, they couldn't. Well, no, they're going to. Yeah, Holy Cross. You still have an affection for Holy Cross since the way they took care of Minnesota way back yes. when. Okay, just checking. Just checking. That will always be <laughs> near and dear. 
Uh, okay. Always. They'll always get credit for that. How does Frank do it on the road? Does he get a split? Uh, Dare I say he gets a sweep? No, I don't predict any sweeps. Okay. You know, sometimes uh, I do if I think the team's better. This is a huge, huge matchup with Holy Cross being two points ahead of Air Force in the conference standings. But Air Force has three games in hand. <laughs> so, um, a good weekend by Air Force can really do some damage to Holy Cross's chances of hosting a first round matchup and or the second round excuse me, the, the first top fives don't play the first weekend. So um, big, big weekend for Air Force. If they can somehow manage to get four points this weekend, um, it would just about I, I think it would just about assure them without a complete collapse of being in that top five and maybe even top three and put them right on Sacred Heart's tail. So who the heck knows? Big, big weekend for Air Force. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, you know, uh, RIT, is it Mercyhurst? Oh, I'm sorry, that's next weekend, the weekend, the weekend after. Okay, um, can we can we get to our two Alaska schools so we can wrap okay. up our part of it? Because we got to get to the well. They have one game this weekend, right? They have one game. They have a yeah. governor's cup. They game. play each other. Yep, just the one game. Um, um, and, and I'm sure it'll be a they'll 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 break a few fire marshal laws <laughs> um, in Anchorage for that game. <laughs> uh, I love the way you set things up. Anyway, yeah, it'll be a big matchup as they uh, the governor's cup's been. A, Decided, but these games are never decided. It doesn't matter. Uh, they want to beat each other as bad as any two teams in college yeah. hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's going on up in Alaska. I want to wrap up the, uh, the last three, four, five minutes of the show uh, by going back to this pairwise thing, and I know it's not updated yet since BU just lost. Actually, it is. It is. Are they still three? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um I, like I said, one through eight, I've got no issue with, right? I like I'm sure you'll find something if you I like want. North Dakota, Boston U, Wisconsin, Maine, maybe. Ah, they got something to prove yet. 16, Denver, Michigan two. State. 16, four, and two. Right. There's two teams in the top eight that only have 16 wins. No. Something's not right there yet. but No team has less losses than Maine. Okay. Don't they think they have to win a few more games? or? Well, BC's got 18 wins. They have 16. Okay. So that's two. Dakota's got 18 wins. They have that's 16. That's two. How many does Wisconsin have, by the way? Wisconsin has 20. But oh, they also have one more cool. loss. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm not going to fight you on the top eight. I'm okay with that. It's number nine is where it starts with me. And I can say this because I'm from Minnesota. 15, 7, and 4 is not a stellar record for a University of Minnesota Golden Gopher team. And at this point in the season, you should not be number 9. It's that simple. And I'm going to get on the same bandwagon for the next two, 10 and 11. Okay. Providence, 14, 7, and 2. You should not be number 10 in the country at this point in the season. Maybe you will at the end, but not at this point. And UMass, love you, Greg Carvel, but... Uh, 13, 6, and 3, and you're holding down the number 11 spot? Oh, let's just keep going. Why not? Michigan, 12, 9, and 3, holding down the number 12 spot. Um, St. Cloud State, how about that? Uh, NCHC team, 11, 8, and 5. How do you deserve the 13 spot? Western Michigan, 15, 8, and 1. How do you deserve the 14 spot? Because, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a couple of 17-win teams down here that, that should be ahead of you, at least right now in the pairwise. That should be the RIT Tigers, and that should also be the Arizona State Sun Devils. They should both be ahead of you right now. They should both be 9 and 10 in the pairwise currently on the 30th of January, 2024. If you want to juggle them later, go ahead. Juggle them later. Fire away at me. 
I'll be glad to look at it and go, okay, but come on, come on. You can't have 18, 18, 16, 20, 16, 17, 17, 17, and then you drop to 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. Come on. You went 15, 14, 13, 12, 11 for the, for the spots 9 through 13, and you left out two 17-win teams. What in the world is going on here? Figure it out, get it right, and start getting some respectability. If, if 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 can come back and can jump over the 17-win teams in RIT and ASU, more power to you. Then go do it. Then I'm going to be backing you 100%. But right now, you are not. And it's an embarrassment to college hockey to see a 15, 14, 13, 12, and 11-win teams way up above two 17-win teams. Come on, guys. Really, get it right. That's all I ask. Get it right. Okay. <laughs> Did I do okay? Uh, Did I get my point across? Very good at filling those last two or three minutes. Good job. <laughs> it just angers me because how can – I mean, I get it. At the end of the year, maybe they earn those spots. But right now, they have not earned those spots. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11 in the win column. And if you go down to Cornell, they also have 11. So at least put them, if you're going to say, okay, we think Minnesota is better at 17, 7, and 4 than Arizona State is at 17, whatever, and whatever. Okay, but at least have the wins match up. You can't go into this thing with teams an 11-win team in St. Cloud State is 13th in the pairwise, but a 17-win team in RIT and ASU, either one of them are in the pairwise, in the tournament based on the pairwise. Come on. Come on. you got to get it right. Somehow, some way, you've got to get this right. Okay. Uh, uh... <laughs> I just like to end on a rant. <laughs> This makes me, feel, makes me sleep better. Okay, whatever. Uh, um, what else we got going on? Anything else we got to wrap up on? Um, the executive I, producer, by the way, calls our show. It's not a one-hour podcast. It's a 107 podcast. Okay. She's the one that does the producing, so she would know. <laughs> okay. So, I'm so yeah. Change. Anything else you want to throw out there since we've only gone uh, – 103? No, we'll cut her some slack. <laughs> All right. Um, the, go ahead. From the nchc.tv studios, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Go to jessieraysbarbecue.com to order lunch, cater an event, or pick up a few bottles of our award-winning sauces. By the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and have us create that unique design for your business or gift-giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly. Three locations in Tempe and Pine Top at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly and all of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. To help others find the show and the podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, on your favorite podcast platform. College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I'll end my rant on, on one more thing. How about we uh, bump Notre Dame if they win a couple of games and they become 15-11 and 2. Why don't we move them into the top 10? And, hey, how about, how about Ohio State? They come from a very tough conference. They win two games this weekend. They'd be 11, 13, and 4. How about we move them up, too, okay. and put them in the top 10? Because, you know, that's a tough conference. And, you know, okay. 11 wins is sweet. 
um, even though there's two teams of 17 and two teams that could have 19 by the end of this weekend. If I see this pairwise, Paul, on Monday and I'm looking at it and I'm going like there's two teams that just won or just had sweeps and RIT and Arizona State and they're not both in the top 15, I am going to be livid, livid. So just prepare yourself for next week. I'm just sending the guys with the funny jackets your way. That's all. <laughs> good. I need a good night's rest. All right. We'll say good night with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro, and uh, wish everybody a great weekend of college hockey at the NCAA level. By the way, tomorrow I'm going to be uh, watching some uh, college players who advanced to the AHL because I'm going to be watching Coachella Valley Firebirds host the Calgary Wranglers. So, yeah. Put that one in your pipe, huh? Well, that's a lot of uh, motoring. <laughs> so you go back to Coachella? 256 miles, dude. That's not bad. Oh, that's easy squeezy. <laughs> All right. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and Cancion Tequila on the rise. Good night.